COVID-19 is a coronavirus. It is not the coronavirus, but one of seven known coronaviruses. They, meaning coronaviruses, use RNA instead of DNA as their genetic material. One of the unique things about COVID-19 and other coronaviruses is that they are covered in spikes. Those spikes are on the surface of the actual virus. They use those spikes to invade and latch onto cells. Those spikes are the corona in coronaviruses. COVID-19 is a novel coronavirus, meaning it is new to us. Just like SARS and MERS, both of which are coronaviruses, COVID-19 is a respiratory virus, which means it goes for our lungs. COVID-19 causes a range of respiratory problems from a dry cough to fatal viral pneumonia. This past week has been everything from interesting to confusing. So many thoughts and opinions with a range of emotions to match. Many tough decisions had to be made. ESPN is replaying moments in sports history because there's no sports. I mean, there is actually no sports. Last week, Sunday, we decided to have a church service amid the current crisis, and it was incredibly life-giving and also very familiar. A few days later, however, we made the very tough decision to move our services online for this week and potentially a lot longer than we want to, which again was met with varying emotions. My wife, along with so many other parents, are now homeschool teachers. My son is a homeschooler. Going home to them has been quite the experience. The look on my wife's face says, please, please rescue me, help me. My son, on the other hand, is smiling from ear to ear with a level of excitement and enthusiasm that can only be matched by maybe a golden retriever. He asked me with great glee, he said, Dad, can I homeschool all the time? It's so much fun. I, I said to him, why don't you write me a one and a half page essay on why you should be a homeschooler? Which he immediately said, write a paper? Nah, never mind then. I guess I'll go back to school. My wife? She gave me a hug. Politicians, doctors, state officials, healthcare professionals, governors, professors, pastors, and experts of all kinds have weighed in this week with lots of helpful, informative, scary, contradicting, passionate, apathetic, free-spirited information. People have come to the aid of others. Some people have been mean and said nasty things. Others used words of encouragement. Some people came to Christ, while others renounced God. Some asked for forgiveness. They realized the importance of family. Many people said, I'm sorry. Some were more loving, while others care more about politics than they do people. We've seen people behave in ugly, xenophobic ways, while others have said, I love you. We've shared meals, we've played games together. I guess what I'm saying is that this past week has been frustratingly normal. One of the things in nature we can identify with 
and have memories of that behaves similar to the surface of coronaviruses are burrs. Some people call them spines or prickles. You know what I'm talking about. Those tiny little balls with spikes and hooks on them that latch onto your clothes and socks while you were playing outside or hiking or rolling around in the grass. Most burrs and prickles have those spikes so that they can hook onto animals or humans to aid them in the dispersion of their seeds. Those spikes have an important purpose. Those spikes are incredibly efficient. You only have to brush up against them and they latch on. They are not always easy to remove. Hanging on means that they get to survive and spread. It's quite fascinating if you think about it. We have been asked to quarantine ourselves, to participate in social distancing. We have been asked to do this so that we can slow down the process of spreading COVID-19. Yes, in many ways this makes sense. Yes, we understand how this logic helps the current crisis. The problem is we've been asked to not be human. Humans are social creatures. We are made to connect. We crave socializing. It's part of our DNA, our genetic makeup. That's why becoming stir-crazy is a real thing. It's a real potential. Cutting off contact is one of the heavily suggested and debated ways we can begin to control COVID-19 while treatment is being administered to those who have been infected by the virus. We have been asked to do the opposite of what we know. While for now, that is in some ways the responsible thing to do socially, it is not the right thing to do spiritually. Actually, I want to challenge you to behave more like COVID-19 in your spiritual walk as you behave unlike it socially. Don't take the advice that we've gotten from the CDC and health professionals in reference to our social life and apply those to our spiritual life. As a pastor, I want to encourage you to go back to God. Think of those spikes, the spikes that efficiently latch on for survival. During this time and any other time, we need to attach ourselves to Christ, the one who we can have hope in so that we can survive anything we will encounter. Look, I know you might think this is a cheesy analogy to use during this time, but analogy aside, this is truth. This is truth in action. The author of Hebrews in chapter 2 and in chapter 6 writes and is saying the same thing. In the first verse in chapter 2, he says, Pay much closer attention to what you have heard. In other words, latch on to something that you know is true. The term and the words that are used, they're actually nautical phrases. He's saying it's like mooring a ship to a permanent, strong structure so that it is secured. He tells us to attach ourselves to something that is fixed, something that is true, something that's immovable. He then goes on to say, least we drift away. Again, another nautical term. Drift away refers to a ship that floats off into the sea, having no security 
and no direction. The author is saying, secure yourself to Christ. Listen deeply and anchor yourself to the gospel. God and Christ Jesus are the fixture of our salvation. In any time, it is good to be focused on God. But during times of great trial, we need to be more vigilant in doing so. It produces steadfastness, faith, and trust like you have never seen before. Holding on to Christ is the key to our very survival. Later in chapter 6, verse 18 and in verse 19, the author says it again. He says, hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf. If that isn't speaking directly into what's going on today, I don't know what else does. We have all we need to attach ourselves to Christ. We have hope, faith, love, trust, and we have the example of Christ himself. In Deuteronomy 31, we're told to be strong and courageous and to not have fear or dread. Because the Lord our God will not leave us and he won't forsake us. God himself wants connection with us. And through salvation, we are attached to him and he to us. That should be comforting. COVID-19 has taught us a lot. We've seen the power of information and media. We see the strengths and the weaknesses in our healthcare systems. We see how finite things in the world really are. We've seen the resolve of people, the power of fear, the comfort of friends, but most importantly, we've seen the potency of hope and the need for a savior. Be smart, be careful, be appropriately cautious. Use wisdom. Don't act out of fear. And don't be anxious. It, it really doesn't help anything. And anxiousness, we're told, is a sin. We need to help others. We need to be in prayer. Be patient. Stay informed about what's going on, but also know when to shut the media off and take a break. Don't be hysterical. Tell someone about Jesus. Remind yourself about who Jesus is. Stay active as best you can. Eat real food. Wash your hands. Repent. Ask for forgiveness. Show gratitude to others. Use your spikes to latch on to God and to disperse godliness. Check your beliefs because your beliefs dictate your behavior. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope and you will feel secure because there is hope. And now, O oh Lord, 
for what do I wait? My hope and my spikes is in you.